Hi, my name is Yasmin Cherehi, and this is Gateways to Awakening, where we host one-on-one conversations with leading experts in wellness and spirituality. Today's episode is with Beth Greer, the supernatural mom, best-selling author of Supernatural Home, a toxin-free living expert, stem cell activation advocate, and documentary film producer. She's the former president of the Learning Annex and eliminated a tumor in her chest by detoxifying her body and home. Her work has been endorsed by Deepak Chopra and Dr. Joseph Mercola, and you can find the latest news, info, and programs at bethgreer.com. We're really excited to have you on the show today, Beth. Thank you for joining us. Great to be here. Thank you. So I have read your book, Supernatural Home, and I've listened to a lot of the talks that you gave online, some at Google um, and just some other outlets. And I'm really curious if you could tell us what exactly is a toxic home? You have so much knowledge about what this means um, because of your own personal experience. But for the audience, can we just start with talking about what a toxic home exactly is? Sure. Um, you know, people are living in their homes and thinking everything's fine, but most people don't realize that the air inside their homes can be 10 or even 100 times more polluted than the air outside. And that's from all the um, chemicals that are in our in our products, in, in our carpeting, for example, in our couches that are off-gassing, in, in the paint that perhaps you painted recently. Um, I had a client who um, had terrible headaches, and she, I said, how long have these been going on? She said, well, seven months. Well, what happened seven months ago? Oh, I remodeled. You know, she, she put in some new cabinets and she put in new carpeting. And, you know, when I, when I went over there, you could, the smell was just horrific. And she didn't equate it to her headaches. So the solution there was you know, open up the windows, get some fresh air. And I had her get some air purifiers. And um, that was a pretty toxic home. So other things that are toxic in our home is, um, the food that we're eating, the tap water that we're drinking. And when I say the food we're eating, I mean the food that's been sprayed with chemicals, pesticides, for example. So it's so important to eat organic food whenever possible. The tap water can contain um, trace residues of antibiotics and pain medicines and sex hormones, even heavy metals and solvents. So Small amounts of this can harm us over time. Like they, it may taste okay, you know, and you think that it's really fine to drink out of the tap, but it's so important to get a, a good water purifier, for example. And also the things that we're putting on our skin every day, day after day, year after year, decade after decade, it goes directly into our bloodstreams. So the toothpaste, the deodorant, the shampoo, the fragrances that we're surrounded with. So that's what I mean by living in a toxic home. Wow. And you talk about everything from the food that we eat to products like cleaning supplies, toothpaste, deodorant in your book. Um, Can you share some of your findings? I found uh, a lot of what you shared to be incredibly helpful. I actually went through a lot of my cabinets and started taking things out Mm -hmm. and removing things from my home and just thinking really differently about what I want to put not only in my body through food, but on my body with the moisturizers and and, uh, cosmetic products. So I'm I'm curious Good. if you can yeah if you, if you can yeah. share some of your some of your findings. I mean I think you know for everyone that that um, wants probably a more in depth review definitely check out the book Supernatural Home. I think every single human should go and purchase it. <laughs> um, but if you could just share thank you. <laughs> 
Yeah. So for example, deodorant, you know, um, there, there's some, there's a chemical in most stick deodorants called propylene glycol, which is found in antifreeze. And so, you know, when I discovered that this was in Tom's deodorant, which, and everyone thinks, oh, Tom's is all natural, but the second ingredient was propylene glycol. So, um, I've been using baking soda and it works like a charm. I just put it in a little glass salt shaker and I sprinkle some on my hand and put it under my armpits after I take a shower and there's no odor. It won't stop the wetness, but there's no odor. And I know that, you know, I'm, it's safe for my body and I'm not putting all this other stuff on me that gets into our bloodstream. Actually, it goes directly in our, our skin is the largest organ. And so when we put, we slather ourselves with moisturizers and, um, and you know, the thing that really kind of in my research, I discovered something it's called greenwashing where manufacturers will, will use words like natural or safe or, you know, even organic. Um, and so much of that is really meaningless because even if you see the word organic, it could mean there's just, um, just a small percentage of the product that is organic. So hair color, for example, I found this hair color line. I thought, Oh, this is fantastic. It's an organic, all natural, you know, hair Mm -hmm. color line. But then when I started looking, yeah, there's six organic ingredients in it and then 26 other really (laughs) toxic, you know, awful (laughs) stuff. And so it's so misleading and it made me so angry because I thought, okay, I finally found, you know, the, the, the right thing that's going to be safe and it isn't. So, so yeah, you just have to be careful about all that stuff. And fragrance is, is is a real um, hot button for me because when you see the word fragrance on a label, it can mean there can be as many as a hundred or even more chemicals in that one catchphrase that manufacturers um, are using in these products. So if you can imagine you've got fragrance in your moisturizer, fragrance in your deodorant, fragrance in your hair products, you know, it all of a sudden it adds up and you're surrounded by like 400 different chemicals. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, and you also talk about uh, the concept of a product that says made with, you know, made with mm-hmm. uh, essential oils, made with or- organic materials. What's the difference right. between something that says, and I, I mean, this is the first time I learned about this. I think most consumers are just not aware of what's going on from a from the packaging and marketing level. Um, right. What's, yeah. What's right. the difference when pe- when a product says made with versus... Okay. So, yeah. Versus 100%. So when I first discovered this was with a loaf of bread and um, it said made with um, whole wheat. And I realized that it was just a fraction of the bread was was whole wheat. The rest of it was white flour. And I just started looking around at other things and other products. And then I saw it in a lot of um, personal care products. And, and that's, we'll say, made with essential oils. And there it is. It's, it, could be, it could mean 1% or even a fraction or a dot of it rather than 100%. So you want to look for 100% essential oil or 100% whole wheat if that's what you're looking for. But yeah, the word made with is very, very misleading. Wow. You also, in your Google talk, uh, had an example of a loaf of bread that you um, showed the Mm -hmm. audience 
for that, you know, I think it was like seven months old and looked exactly the same, right. <laughs> right. which totally um, scared me. <laughs> yeah. So, um, there's a, there's a, um, preservative called calcium propionate and that is a mold inhibitor and it really, really works. Cause yeah, I had this loaf of bread that I used to show about the made with thing. And, um, cause it said made with whole wheat. So I, it, yeah, it was in my pantry for seven months and, and it, it was, uh, it didn't have a speck of mold on it. And then I read the ingredients and I saw calcium propionate. And then when I researched it, um, it had, it says that it's linked to ADHD behavior in rats. And so wow. you can imagine, you know, if you're eating it or your kids are eating it, you're being exposed to this chemical that could affect your behavior and your brain. Wow. So you want to make sure that when you buy bread, for example, or any kind of baked goods, you want to find the ones without this preservative in it and keep it in the refrigerator or the freezer to keep it fresh. Beth, is there a website or um, a place that people can go to to search their own products and cleaning supplies? And I think, you know, for the average consumer, you know, myself in included, I, I don't actually know what a lot of these ingredients mean. You know, it would take me mm -hmm. some research to to understand what, what's you know what I'm putting in my body, other than things that are pretty obvious. Um, right. So, well, I, um, yeah. there's a, the Environmental Working Group. EWG.org has a whole database where you can search your products and see where they fall out on, in terms of healthy versus not healthy. Um, and the other thing is, I, you know, I've done the research for everybody because I, you know, my background in journalism and all this. And so I, ha on my website, supernaturalmom.com, I have a whole list of uh, recommended products. So I have the purest and cleanest of, of products on there to, you know, to help you out, a big shortcut. Awesome. Yeah. And in your book, I know you also share some of your, the products that you, you know, you, you've said that are safer than others. And the sunscreen section was particularly interesting for me because I think, you know, for a lot of people, uh, what, the average sunscreen is just filled with chemicals and toxins. So, um, right. and you even include a section on creating your own sunscreen. So yeah, I have a recipe in there. Yeah, that, that I learned from a nutritionist, and, and it works. <laughs> yeah. Amazing, Beth. You healed yourself of a tumor in your chest 19 years ago. Can you tell me how you did that, and just walk walk us through your mm -hmm. journey? We, I, I obviously, sure, I think realized that it led you to this toxic free lifestyle. So I'm just right. really curious if you could tell us. Sure. So I was running a company called The Learning Annex, and it was um, in six cities and I was very stressed, you know, and I was having to interact with people like Deepak Chopra and um, Marianne Williamson and Wayne Dyer and all, you know, all these big personal growth people. Uh, I was learning about relaxing and meditating, but on the other hand, it was a very stressful situation. And so um, I think that that stress and the fact that I didn't, cook my own food. I was eating out like every day, um, paired with some other things. Uh, I developed a tumor in my chest. I thought I, I, I thought it was just sort of, um, pain in my shoulder and I got to the chiropractor and it was just getting worse and worse. And then an MRI, um, determined that it was a, a mass in my chest. It was called a schwannoma tumor. It was a nerve root tumor benign, which means it wasn't cancerous. 
but um, I went to three top surgeons and they all said, you know, it has to come out surgically and they couldn't agree on how to access it. And so I just decided to take charge of my own healing. And I thought I had some time because it wasn't cancer. And so I started by looking at first what I was eating and uh, I realized, you know, again, that I was eating out all the time. So I started just making sure that I was cooking and eating all organic food and I got a, a water purifier. And then I was looking at what I put on my skin. Um, and, you know, as I said earlier, just all the toxins in the personal care products and the makeup and the deodorant shampoo and all that. So I switched out to all natural products and then looked at what I was cleaning my home with because, um, bottle of Windex, for example, will say hazardous to humans and domestic animals right on the label. And um, I realized, well, this isn't a, a smart thing. And so I switched out to baking soda, white vinegar, and um, hydrogen peroxide to clean with. And the other thing that I did was I, I managed my stress and, you know, uh, started meditating and exercising, getting out in nature and it took about, um, I was diagnosed in, in December and then in May, um, the pain went away. And then a few months later I had uh, another scan and the tumor had disappeared. So I realized, you know, this was like a giant wake up call. Our bodies are self healing. If we just get back to nature and and treated it the way it was meant to be treated, you know, without all these chemicals and toxins and just live, you know, with the most natural way you can in, in this high tech society. And now, um, back then, you know, the, the, um, electromagnetic fields and stuff were not as intense as they are now, but now I think that a huge, um, factor in people's, illnesses are the the fields that from their our cell phones from our computers from our wi-fi routers and all that so i have information i have a, a free um ebook on um emfs if people would like to download that that's on my website and just to give you some tips on you know my number one tip is to turn your wi-fi router off at night uh, when you sleep and that's the very least you should be doing yeah, I definitely do that. I've noticed an improvement in my sleep quality um, for those of us who are very sensitive, especially. <laughs> wow. Very interesting journey, Beth. Um, so, mm -hmm. so that, yeah, that, so then I wrote the book, um, Supernatural Home after this experience and then sort of become, this has become my life. I wound up selling the business and I'm really committed to helping people heal and to find the most uh, the, the least toxic, you know, the most natural ways to, to, uh, live and to, and to heal. Oh, beautiful. And why did you choose to go public with this information? Um, you know, I, I know that once you discovered this information for yourself and healed yourself, was this just part of your, you know, larger mission? Did you want to make it your mission? I'm just curious. That's such a good question. I guess because, you know, um, with my background in journalism, I started writing about about it, 
and I, I sort of wanted, you know, the clarion call. I wanted people to wake up and just, you know, understand that they're being poisoned. So I started writing for um, the San Francisco Chronicle and I had a column there called The Natural Home. And it was kind of funny because after the fifth column, I think it was, they they kept getting letters from the cosmetics industry, the plastics industry, you know, who's Beth Greer? She's not a scientist. There's nothing wrong with our products, you know? And they basically said, I'm sorry, we can't, we can't uh, have you write for us anymore. We don't have the manpower to answer the wow. letters. And so that's when I decided, well, I'm going to be able to turn it into a book. So, so that's what I did. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting. Of course, there's a lot of, uh, you know, probably pressure, like external pressure um, when someone, you know, is, is talking about the toxic chemicals that are put in uh, these products that are put on our bodies. So that's very interesting. Well, think about, yeah. think about the advertisers, right? Yeah. They can't, um, you know, a newspaper can't print something that's saying something is dangerous to their readers and they're advertising at the same time. Wow. <laughs> Lipsticks or whatever. Yeah. So, and are you doing anything different now? Have you been tumor free since that incident? And I mean, I'm just yes. curious, like what has happened to your energy levels? What has happened to your life? Like what, what has been the overall reaction to this, to this massive change? Well, I guess the first thing is just having the faith that our, my body is on my side and that, you know, if I work with it and, and nurture it, that, that it can heal. And I, I know I look better than I did back then. I don't have dark circles under my eyes anymore <laughs> and my energy levels are great. Now, one thing that happened to me as a teenager was I got kicked in the leg playing soccer by somebody who was wearing street shoes and not sneakers. And so my leg never really healed properly over the years. And in my fifties, it started getting really gnarly looking and hmm. I had gotten injections and all kinds of, um, interventions. And finally, uh, a doctor said to me, you know, I should have surgery and that he was going to go in through my femoral artery or vein rather, and then go down and, and kill, inject it and sort of kill off the, the blood that goes down to the ankle. Cause my ankle was just looked horribly bruised purple and my foot was, uh, swollen with edema. And, um, I discovered this amazing, new technology right now that's non-invasive, non-toxic, uh, non-transdermal. It's a patch and it stimulates your own stem cells. And so I started wearing this patch on the back of my neck and within a month, uh, my leg started make, making these amazing changes. And by, th by three months, it's like jaw dropping. You know, I have pictures of it. It's just extraordinary. So, so this has been my now new had a mission to help people heal because it's been so dramatic, um, not only for myself, but a friend of mine who has MS, who, um, within two months, her limp is gone and she, wow. her neuropathy is going away. She can feel her toes. I have another friend with Parkinson's and she, her balance is better. She doesn't need a handrail to walk down the stairs any longer. She'd wanted to kill herself she, when she was diagnosed two years ago. She was so depressed this is a woman who was doing yoga and running and biking and, you know, diagnosed with Parkinson's. It was just felt like a death sentence to her. Now she's got joy in her life. So, you know, I could just go on and on about how people's lives are healing from pain, uh, Lyme disease. Um, it's just one thing after another. diabetes, a, a guy has reversed his blood sugar levels. So 
I'm just ecstatic over this product. And um, Beth, are you working with any um, doctors on this? And I'm just curious for for people that maybe want to talk to a medical. And by the way, for this show, nothing that we say is should be considered as medical advice. You should just for sure talk to your doctor if you want to supplement it with anything. Um, but I, I'm curious if there are any doctors that actually use this product as well, or if there's any centers oh, yeah. that are studying this. There's several studies um, uh, on the on this website. Um, so if people go to startx39.com, they can find out about it and then contact me. Um, but there are hundreds of research studies and um, and patents and many doctors that I'm working with um, are using it for their patients who it, it just enhances what, what they're doing. So, um, yeah. Wow. Beth, what are some interesting stories from people who have used the, the kind of methodology from the supernatural home for their own homes and their own lives? What have you heard? What have you seen? Well, the, the things that are, that I've seen personally, cause I, I, go into people's homes and, you know, I measure the electromagnetic fields, for example. And, um, so I have you know, a couple of stories about that. A child, um, young boy was waking up every morning with headaches for two years and the mom didn't know what to do. She had a brain scans done on him and all kinds of tests. And, um, her home was fragrance free because fragrance can be a big contributor in headaches and she ate organic and she cleaned with all natural everything. And you know, everyone was barefoot in the house. And so she, she asked me if I could come over and I just, I was thinking, well, what am I going to find? You know, <laughs> this poor child. So anyway, I walk into his bedroom and he has a giant air purifier next to his headboard. And I have this meter and his measures, the fields are like really high. And I said, well, why is this so close to his head? And she said, well, he has grass allergies and I thought this would help him breathe better but it was really, you know, a problem. The this is the thing people just are not even aware that some of these um, devices we have in our homes can be so toxic to us. So I moved this uh, unit ten feet away, and um, the next morning she called me up in tears and she said, "This is the first morning in two years that he hasn't woken up with a headache." And you know, I just was like, so interesting. So I tell everybody now, you know, to just please um, don't have any electronics in your bedroom, especially <laughs> next to your headboard. Um, and then there was an, an, another woman with a baby who wasn't sleeping. And when I went into the bedroom, well, two things were going on. The child had a baby monitor, a Wi-Fi baby monitor right mm. in the crib, which was so unnecessary because, wow. um, right, you know, you can you can pick up a baby monitor from feet away. But anyway, the other thing was my meter showed a very high field on the wall that the crib was sitting on next to. And I said, what's on the other side of the wall? And they said, Oh, it's a refrigerator. We have our garage there. So the, the, the motor from this refrigerator was just beaming on the baby's crib. So I, we just moved the crib across the way to the other wall, the far end. And you know, that problem solved. Wow. So there were those. And another example of someone with um, a cough, she had a chronic cough. She was on inhalers and coating cough syrup. And when I went into her bedroom, she had like 20 scented candles. And these candles 
you know, our fragrance, each one of them, <laughs> think about it, hundreds of chemicals in, emitting from each candle. So plus the fact the candles had um, a metal, it had metal in the wick to help the candle burn longer. Wow. Well, that metal, do you know what that metal is made from? It's lead. My <laughs> so <gosh. laughs> when I looked up at her ceiling, she had like soot up there and it's from the lead wicks. So when you look for candles, you want to find those with just cotton wicks and get, if you want a scented candle, look for something with either a hundred percent essential oil or uh, just a beeswax candle, which smells fantastic. Wow. Well, no chemicals. That is, mm-hmm. I've heard, yeah, I, thankfully my apartment, uh, we, we're not allowed to have candles because <laughs> I think with all the fires in San Francisco and just, uh, you know, just people kind of leaving, leaving candles out, like actually taking them out completely has been an amazing practice for me. Um, so that's g- really great to know. And I'm, I'm fascinated by the, the story of the, um, baby monitor and the baby crib, because I have so many friends that do that. You know, it's a, uh-huh. even the, the the little video that watches the baby, like, wow, what are we actually, right. what are we actually right. doing to our young children? Yeah. Well, I have another example and that's on the opposite end of a woman who is um, older and she's living with her daughter and in the bedroom, she has a camera and the baby monitor, right, <laughs> right by her head. And you know, this is this poor woman. And it was interesting because the daughter said to me, you know, ever since I installed this camera and baby monitor, my mother's um, brain started like going downhill, you know, her, she, she was missing words and all this stuff. So we we got rid of them, you know, we moved them away. And that's the thing you have to distance is really important. Wow. Yeah. And even having your phone close to your bed, I know that that's kind of a a, a popular one, just leave, moving your phone into another room or just putting it mm-hmm. on airplane mode or turning it off. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Beth, why do you think that this subject is so important? Why are you dedicating so much of your time to it? Also, it seems like that, you, you know, you said you sold the learning annex, which we'll get into next because I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, but you sold the learning annex to focus on this journey. So I'm curious, you know, why did you devote so much of your life to this? You know, it's a, it's a great question. Um, I think because people are unaware and they're, you know, going around with um, blinders on kind of like, well, I grew up with it. It's, it must be safe. Or, or I actually had a friend tell me, <laughs> she was opening up a little packet of Sweet and Low. And I said, you know, don't, don't use that. It's, it, that's toxic. <laughs> and she said, why do they sell it? She said to me, why do they sell it if it's toxic? And I said, do they sell cigarettes? Yeah, they do. <laughs> so they sell a lot of toxic stuff. So people are just, you know, and then I have this other friend who she swears by um, Splenda and she, you know, she likes the, she likes the taste of it. And she said it dissolves in hot and cold water and she's just not <laughs> oh, giving no. it up. <laughs> so, uh... you know, and there's the people like that I can't get through to, but the people that are open to understanding and learning about this, I just, I guess I just want to kind of let them know that there's another way. And if you're suffering from a chronic illness or aches and pains and you, know, you can feel great again. Yeah. Wow. 
And I, you know, this is probably a question for another top, like another show altogether. But I, what what even fascinates me more is two people living in the same household. One could have a very adverse reaction to mm-hmm. the same product or chemical. So it's it's super interesting how, you know, we, well, we, yeah, we don't start. I have an ex- yeah, right. I have an example of that because um, one of my clients is sick and she, and she has a mold allergy and her, her house is full full of mold and her partner thinks she's a hypochondriac because the partner has no problem. Mm. And so what I discovered is like 20, I think it's like 25% of the population is mold sensitive. The, the rest are not. So if you have a partner who's not, they are going to think you're a hypochondriac. And um but mold is a real killer and it, you know, really needs to be addressed. And I believe that even the people who are not mold sensitive are being impacted by that mold. They may not be feeling it now, but over time it's going to you know, be an issue in their, in their health. Wow. Beth, what sort of things have really surprised you on this journey? I think that... Um, the things that surprise me are are the people who are not uh, open to to learning or uh, understanding. So I remember this woman called me into her home and she wanted me to check the electromagnetic fields, and I did, you know, in her bedroom and everything. And then her husband is sitting in an office, and I noticed that he's got a Wi-Fi router on a shelf right at head level, which is nuts but anyway right at head level so i i walk in there and the fields are like i don't know if you've ever <laughs> been it, it, seen a, a a meter on a, a a wi-fi router it's insane it's just it's just you know the fields should be definitely below a thousand i mean that's even high but um this was like something like forty thousand. it's oh right gosh. at his head level so I show him this and I show him the thing and I go, it's really not a good idea, you know, to have this by your head. And then he said, uh, so then I said, how's your health? And he goes, it's fine. Anyway, so walk out of the room and his wife pulls me aside and she said, no, his health's not fine. He just had thyroid cancer surgery, you know, like, oh my God. <laughs> so, you know, I saw it as a, a direct correlation and he, he wouldn't hear of it. And so she said, look, you're never going to change his mind. You know, just, I just want to know about my sleeping area. And that's all she cared about. <laughs> so that's what surprises me. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can, under, I could see that. Um, Beth, you were also the founder of the Learning Annex. And I know the Learning Annex was very popular. Can, can you tell us more about your work there and why you started the learning annex and you know why you found it to be so important yeah so i i wasn't actually the founder but i was president and co-owner um founder was someone else and he started in the 1980s and um my husband at the time and i took it over and we transformed it from uh, at the time he used to have like women in bikinis on the cover and the front cover <laughs> and then i put Wayne Dyer, a bald man on the cover. And I remember he would, this guy was yelling at me. He was like, that's that's crazy. No one's going to, you know, pick up that magazine, the catalog. <laughs> but so um, my passion is, you know, has always been personal growth. And um, so I just, you know, loved running this business and meeting all these amazing people. 
Um, Deepak actually endorsed my book, and so did uh, Dr. Joseph Mercola. So, um, yeah, it was a company where back in the day when, you know, before the internet, uh, we'd have live classes and um, we had as many as 5,000 people show up for Deepak Chopra. You know, when he first started in 91, we had him uh, come speak. We had a couple of hundred people. And I remember trying to get him interviewed on the news and the news, you know, they said, no, you know, it's too spiritual or woo woo or whatever. They, it's just so interesting how things have changed. <laughs> yeah. And they're continuing to change, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yes. I think um, someone once, was that Carolyn Mace who said that you either open up because of curiosity or chaos? It's like, you know, when something mm. horrible happens to you, then you start searching for, for alternatives and answers. Right. Um, or That's right. Or and, you know, it's good that you said that because um, what I, because for me, it was chaos, you know, the, the tumor. I don't want to have to go through another chaotic thing. And I want people to avoid that if they can. So curiosity is so much better you know, and easier on the system. <laughs> right. Right. And you can do it from a space where everything in your life is settled and grounded, not, you know, chaotic mm-hmm. as well as your health. Right. Beth, what books or resources do you recommend our audience to read or check out? What has been transformative for you as you have moved along on your journey? I know you did a lot of research to write Supernatural Home, um, but I'm just curious, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't have to be related to this topic, but, you know, the topic of wellness in general, like what books have been most transformative for you? Um, I think, you know, all of Deepak's books, quantum, you know, quantum healing and uh, the spontaneous fulfillment of desire. I also like David Hawkins' work. It's an MD, PhD, Power Versus Force. Um, And then books now, I'm reading a book called... um, Mm, quench. It's about how dehydrated we are and we need to really uh, pay attention to not only just drinking water, but eating uh, water-rich foods, fruits and vegetables to help us. And anything to do with nature and um, the effect of sunlight and air, you know, fresh air and gardening, that whole thing has really been um, terrific you know, terrific for me to, to remember to do that. I have a garden now and, um, I'm just so fulfilling to grow things and eat them. Mm, Yeah. You talk about, uh, you know, I didn't actually have a ton of time to research this, but these like community farmers or community gardens that, Oh yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us more about that? Yes. They're, um, CSAs, Community Sponsored Agriculture. And so you can buy um, a box of of fruits and vegetables or eggs or whatever from a farmer. So you, you sort of um, create a relationship with the farmer and then you, you, you buy into their harvest basically. So, but I also believe in the farmer's markets and, you know, they're fantastic, fantastic resource. And, you know, to, to taste an apple from a farmer's market or from my backyard apple tree, but to smell it 
and then you go into e- even a store like Whole Foods and you smell an apple and there's no scent, you know, there's just something <laughs> yeah. there. It's just different. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're lucky in California. We have a lot of farmer's markets, but, you know, I think by the time mm-hmm. food gets to other parts of the country, it's, you know, there's a change, there's a shift. And then also we, with farmer's markets, you can find organic, you can find products that don't have pesticides. But yeah, I, I used to live mm-hmm. in other parts of the United States and I just remember how much harder it was to find really high quality organic uh, fruits and vegetables. Um, so right. I love the idea of having a um, a sense of ownership in the harvest of a local farmer, you know, mm-hmm. taking not only right. their their wins, but their losses feels just yes. like an inclusive um, philosophy about the food and the earth. Right. And, you know, I just watched this film last night on Netflix called Kiss the Ground, and it was a documentary about regenerative agriculture and regenerative farming. It's really well done. It's all about the importance of soil and um, it's just I highly recommend it. Wow. Okay, I'm gonna put that on my list. Uh, I just watched my octopus teacher, <laughs> which I think is, oh, is so kind good. Of all the rage right now as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. About nature being our teacher, Beth. Uh, yes. What's sort of the last takeaway that you want to tell our listeners about their health and wellness? What's sort of your main takeaway after all your research and and your journey over the last twenty plus years? What's sort of your kind of main highlight? I think it's that really to to get as close to nature as possible in, if, from the food you're eating to the products you're putting on your skin to the products you're cleaning with, and also to try to avoid the over-the-counter drugs and the, the medications um, and the surgeries if, if you can, and f- work with a, you know, um, a functional medicine doctor or a naturopathic doctor um, and then, you know, find a tool like these patches that I talked about um, from LifeWave that can heal you without any drugs or any any chemicals, whatever, in there. It, it just stimulates your own body's ability to heal. And our bodies do have, we do heal. I mean, if you cut your finger, it heals. So you just want to enhance that ability to to um, mm. heal as we age. Yeah. Yeah, it's an important point. Mm-hmm. The body has a natural ability to heal. So that's, remember that. <laughs> it's always like, a, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of hard to remember that, right? Because we're so busy, but when we get quiet, we- Well, we're busy. And then we then we rely on, you know, the, the medical establishment who tells you to just take a pill. There's a woman I know who was taking 13 ibuprofen a day for her pain. Is she's destroying her liver and her stomach? It doesn't it didn't it didn't compute that that was a problem. So now she's on the patch and she's off she's off the meds. So yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Beth. And there are there any resources that you can point folks to to learn more about you? Where can they find your oh, book? Sure. Where can they find more from from what you're working on? Yeah, so uh, supernaturalmom.com is my website, and uh, you can get information about my book there and my ebook on stem cells. Um, if you type in, if you go supernaturalmom.com/slash stem cells, or is it? Yeah, I think it's st- or stem cell ebook. I think is is the thing, and you can download a free copy of that. And um, I'm very available to 
answer questions you might have. And yeah, I have a great um, section in there called um, recommended products that I've vetted them all. So what from water filters to mattresses to personal care products and all that. Great. Wow. Thank you so much, Beth. Very grateful for your time. Thank you, Yasmin. Great. Thank you. And um, for our audience, thanks for joining and for listening. In this episode, we learned about living in a toxin-free home and living a toxin-free life with Beth Greer. You can tune in to Gateways to Awakening, where we host one-on-one conversations with leading experts in wellness and spirituality. Thanks again.